exploring faith journeys and inspiring ministries that embody the good news of God, this is the Cumberland Road. I'm your host, T.J. Melanoski. Today, Maddie Taylor joins us on the Cumberland Road. Maddie is a student at the Maryville College in Maryville, Tennessee. She's studying two degrees in both political science and sociology. She's originally from Memphis, Tennessee, yet she considers McKenzie and Colonial Cumberland Presbyterian Churches as her two home churches. During her high school years, she served as an intern at the Cumberland Presbyterian Denominational Center. And currently, while a student, she is also the Education and Communications Intern for the Coalition of Appalachian Ministries. In this role, she researches and writes newsletters for CAM, as well as manage their social media accounts. Maddie, thank you for joining us today. Hi, TJ. Thanks for having me. I'm excited that you're here, and let's jump right in. I want to ask you a question, and this is the question that I ask um, every guest, is can you recall your earliest experience with God? Well, TJ, I, I don't have like a specific like memory of, a, of one moment. I can tell you that um, when I first felt God in my life and when I started to really understand what faith was and really beginning my faith journey was when I started attending Camp Clark Williamson in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, my godmother at the time, she grew up in Alabama as a CP and moved to Tennessee and I was really close with her family and she really wanted me to be involved in the CP denomination and in church. And so she started to send me um, every summer starting, I was I think I was in second grade, like starting second grade that next year. And I was about six or seven. And I went to junior camp, uh, the Holly Grove junior camp um, that summer. And I just have really vague memories of being there and talking to counselors about my life. Um, and about feeling like I knew Jesus and I wanted to know him better. And so I don't have a specific moment. I can recall lots throughout my faith journey where I really felt him, but that was really, I would say the beginning. Um, before that I had been to church, but never really understood, you know, what was going on. But it was at that camp and then I continued to go every summer for about a decade um, where really my faith journey started. So you have early beginnings that you can connect to uh, camp and Camp Clark Williams and specifically. You ended up being um, part of a council, youth planning council for Camp Clark Williamson. Yeah. So when you get into senior high camp, which you start your after your freshman, after you end your first year of high school, um, I went to camp and I saw this group of senior high campers, but they were taking on a leadership role. So they were leading morning energizers and morning and night nightly devotionals. And they were also just they weren't counselors, but they had um, they helped plan right what was going on during that week and picked a theme. And I really didn't understand that that's what was happening at first um, and that during that week they were also watching campers to see 
who also showed those kind of leadership capabilities to possibly be on the council. And so I had no idea that these people really existed. I just knew they were pretty cool. And I was like, I kind of want to do that, but I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> and I, towards the end of the week, I had one of them come up to me. It was like the last day and they asked, they said, you know, we're YMPC and which is the youth ministry planning council specifically for CCW. There's one for like CPYC and other camps. So this one is for West Tennessee Presbytery specifically, and then um, senior high camp there. And, you know, we want you to join it's a commitment for the next three years. So until you graduate high school um, and then you work throughout the year to plan camp. And I was like, of course, that's, you know, I love a good leadership position. I did it all through high school. I'm currently vice president of SGA here at the college. So I definitely love um, being part of a group and helping to lead others through, especially with planning. And it was such a great experience for me. It brought me so much more than I could have ever imagined. You know, we met, I got, there's about 12 of us. So four per grade, um, four, there's three grades. Cause you have your sophomore, um, junior and seniors and you meet with them throughout the year a few times and you plan not only do you plan summer camp for senior high but you also plan the senior high retreat which was usually in November um, and so we get to pick a theme and then that was really a great place for me to to figure out my calling because and we can talk about this more but I really feel a calling to pulpit ministry like to preaching and I really discovered that through those devotionals that I got to write and give um, as a member of YMPC. I love a good morning devotional. I would get up I'm a procrastinator right at last minute, but I would get up super early at camp and get a nice cup of coffee and uh, and write it. And it always meant so much to me and I really enjoyed it. But I just learned so much. You know, you also become an advocate for the camp. And so you have a lot of grownups telling you what you can and can't do, which I think is everywhere in life, but also in the planning process and choosing things for camp. And thankfully, we had really great counselors who let us grow and make mistakes, make mistakes and figure it out. But also we had to advocate for ourselves and advocate for what campers wanted. And that really helped me a lot um, in my growth as a person and in my faith. Um, so yeah, it was a great, uh, great experience. <laughs> well, your faith journey early on has placed you in, uh, leadership roles, uh, as a youth and, and now as a young adult, uh, how has your faith in Jesus Christ given you purpose beyond these leadership opportunities? Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said, I, my first faith experience was in the first few years of camp um, because I really wasn't a churchgoer. My parents uh, divorced when I was really young. My dad actually studied to be a minister when he was really young. Um, and so it was always like in the history of my family to be CP, to be Christians, to go to church. But then I didn't really live that life. Um, and so I re didn't attend church regularly. Um, my mom and I would go to different churches, even outside the CP denomination a little bit when I was younger. Um, but it really camp was that main place for me and where I would get that kind of, oh, Jesus is real. Jesus is who I believe in. And for me, I wrestled with that quite a bit because I kind of also felt 
kind of fake as a Christian in that way. And that was something I struggled a lot with because I really only felt God or talked to God or felt like a true Christian in whatever you feel like you think that could be a thing. Um, when I went to camp because I wasn't doing anything throughout the year other than maybe a retreat as I got older in junior high and senior high camp. And it was really hard for me to understand and finally come to the conclusion that, you know, it's my faith journey and how I take control of that. And as I got older, I started to take more control. Even though my parents didn't go to church, I started to attend Colonial CP Church. I really put myself out there to make great connections because what I really feel is most beautiful about the CP Church is the community that's built within it and something that I experienced at camp. And as I got older, I attended CPYC, which was one of my favorite weeks of the summer. Um, I got to experience Triennium my freshman year uh, that summer. And I also, um, I did lots of mission work. I went to the McKenzie CP Church as a youth. Um, and I really took control of that again in my life where I was going to Wednesday nights and I was going to youth group there and they played an instrumental role in my life. And I did a lot of mission work with them. So working at city camp over the summers in Memphis, I did it with the McKenzie CP Church. Um, and then one time we went to Louisiana. And so it was really me taking control of that faith journey and as you know as well as having leadership roles there are also times and in places where I didn't and I was just there to serve and to learn um and that is where I have felt Jesus the most and I've you know I learned a lot in these leadership positions and they've served me well but in terms of my faith I feel like most of my growth and my closest that I feel with God has come from those moments where I'm not in any position where people are counting on me. I'm just there to learn and to serve um, and then to build community with other people. Spoken like a true leader. There is that balance of being in leadership roles and in positions, um, but also finding the opportunities to be fed as well. It's, it's quite a challenge for for anyone called into various forms of ministry where you can find those opportunities to be able to be fed so that you can become a better leader in the places that you have community in. Is there anyone that you want to mention that's had a great impact on your faith journey today or sometime in the past? Yeah, I have so many. Um, I've been really blessed with the amount of people I've gotten to meet. I think the first person who really changed um, my perspective on what it means to be a Christian and really um, put a focus on service is the main priority. Um, it was Garrett Burns from McKenzie CP. He was my youth leader there um, all throughout middle school primarily. Um, and I would have not understood my role as a Christian to be service had it not been without him. Um, he taught us a lot about ourselves. You know, he was a great counselor in that way to our, you know, our mental health and our um, spiritual health. But he also just put this great emphasis on you're important to God and your faith is important to him. And also how you 
exist in the world with other people is also high priority for God, right? And um, he just always put us in positions that were sometimes uncomfortable for us, you know, in service as it tends to be. But he always just pushed us to live in the uncomfortable and really find God in those spaces. Um, and then Paul Earhart Brown is um, definitely who is like came into my life uh, in my senior high camp years as a counselor and who I, it still exists today is kind of my primary person who I reach out to. Um, he, it was kind of unexpected. I met him at camp and I was like, who's this hipster dude with his man gun at the time um hipster clothes but he he's actually why I'm at Maryville College he's an alumni from here and he wouldn't shut up about it so that's why I'm here but he has influenced my life in so many ways um and he has really helped me understand the aspect of of loving one another as Christians so whereas Garrett is about serving one another Paul really brought in the part from me of of loving um, and not in dis- and not despite of right of certain aspects of people, but loving them as they are, as God you know intended them to be, um, and pushing aside those things that we may not like or we may judge about, but just loving people. Um, and he he's a great um, he 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 does that on a daily basis. You know he just loves and loves. And uh, I strive to do that every day. And then lastly, I would say um, Emily Trapp Young. I say Trapp because that's how I grew up knowing her. Of course, she's married now um, to Ryan, who's also an incredible guy. Um, And Emily was my youth pastor at Colonial. And she really taught me um, community. And I know I have a a very people-centered thing that I'm talking about, right? Service, love, community. But that's how I you know, that's how I take in Christianity. That's how I experience it. And um, she really taught me the importance of, of showing up to youth and showing up for the people in my life and building those ties. Um, We are a very small church at Colonial, um, but the love and the dedication I saw and the service that I saw from that congregation, um, but most importantly, the community to always be there. I'd never seen that in a church. And Emily really brought me to that and easily put me into that community. And that w- I'm so grateful to her for that. So I, that was a long answer and I just can't pick one person, but those are definitely three. And there's so many more, but uh, those three definitely stick out. Well, we've talked a little bit about where God has been working in your life in the past. Uh, where do you see God working in your life today? Yeah, I, lots of different ways, I think. Um, I think this year has been pretty insane um, for all of us. And, you know, I was really excited this summer. I obviously can't attend camp anymore, which is super sad. My last summer was last summer when I graduated high school. But I was super excited. I was going to be a counselor at junior high camp. Um, and also here at Maryville College, we have, um, an experience that I did as a sophomore in high school, which is a week here where you get to meet other people of different faiths that come different potential students. And you just have a week and you get to plan worship services together, all that kind of thing. Um, and I was planning to work that. So I had lots of opportunities this summer that I was really looking forward to. And 
I think as a freshman in college last year, you know, I had experienced a little distance from God. Of course, I had left my home church, Colonial. I'd left Memphis, had primarily all the people that I knew. And, you know, I and who I felt that community with like my Christian community. And also I had just finished working um, at the CP Denominational Center. And that was a great, also like a great place to hold me accountable because I saw such great people like you and Nathan um, and Cindy um, and Pam, like all of them, all of y'all that were working towards and working for the denomination to make it better and just the work that needs to be done. And I so looked up to you guys. And also I missed that, right? When I left to go to college, I was missing a lot of what was holding me accountable. And so I think like a lot of freshmen in college or just college students in general, I felt a lot of distance and I didn't really find a church here. Um, I was going to, I went to chapel every Tuesday here at the school and I was really close with our chaplain and McKee, who's also an incredible individual. And yeah, I was feeling that distance. And so I was very excited for the summer. And then the summer didn't happen. <laughs> um, I did a little bit of virtual devotional and things like that and energizers for junior high camp, but it just wasn't the same. Um, and so I was kind of mourning that loss like over the summer because camp had been such an important place uh, for me every summer to kind of rejuvenate and feel excited about life and excited about the denomination and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so I didn't really get that this summer and so it's been hard for me. And I, I'll just be honest about that to find that excitement for, you know, God and, and that relationship. Um, but I've always had this relationship with him where I feel close with him, even when I feel distant. And it's one of those things where I, know at any time I can pray I can talk to him I do it pretty frequently um and so while I'm not attending church I do I still go to chapel every Tuesday um and and get to listen to people sing we don't sing right now because of COVID because we're masked but we hear people singing um I get to hear different devotionals and you know it's exciting for me um and it's just a, a refresh every week and so I still get that and so while I'm not I guess, exercising what typically like people would have of going to church and things like that. I still feel that relationship. And I definitely feel it through my work for CAM. Um, I got to go, we had our um, annual craft fair back in October and I got to go and I took some pictures. Uh, they'll be in this upcoming, I'm combining October and November newsletters um, and those will be in there. And just these wonderful people that dedicate their life to this craft and I just saw um you know they're all people of faith that are there um support you know and cam helps support them and it was just really interesting and um really important moment for me to like take that in one uh, Nadara Jones who's on the board of cam she was there with her church like they had all these church ladies had come together and they were all under one tent selling their individual crafts and that was just a really special moment for me another sign of of God's work of 
you know, I've never really had a super, I was at Colonial and I had a community there, but again, I was just never really an annual, like a, or a weekly church goer. And so to see that love and that faith and that commitment to one another, to support one another was really special for me. So there are definitely moments and I look for them during the day to see God and to feel God. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm hopeful that I get to do more, you know, in the coming months and years. Um, with camp and with finding, hopefully finding a home church. Well, speaking of hope, that's a good segue. What ideas and hopes do you have for the church? I am very opinionated on this and <laughs> I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, but um, I think, you know, I grew up in the CP church and I also like, and I say this again, wasn't you know going to church all the time so for a long time I felt like I don't really have any space here to talk because I'm not a real church person I don't I really just do camps and I know a lot of CP people but I really don't have the right to like say also as I got older and I again I talk about being an advocate with YMPC there were times where I mean there's an obvious division um in some places of the CP church about different, different things. Um, and I ha we had to deal with that on the camp level, which was really hard and taught me a lot. And it also most importantly showed me that I do have a voice and I am allowed to use it um, when it comes to a denomination and particularly people who I love and care for. Um, and so I think our denomination and and really not even just that, Christianity in general, um, every denomination, even Catholicism and like, you know, everything that falls under this branch um, is a beautiful religion and means a great deal to me in my life. And also, I think there are a lot of issues and a lot of people have been turned away. Um, and it is my personal goal and what I feel is like my calling, not just, you know, I feel a call to pulpit ministry, but outside of that, I call, I feel a call to be a person who affects change in the church and in the great, you know, um, not just CP, but in the greater area of like being a Christian and how I represent myself um, and being welcoming, going back to what I talked about with the three people who make mean so much to me, teaching me service, love, and community, you know, that is what I strive to do every day as a Christian, you know, even outside of my work through CAM or the church or anything like that, um, and I feel that that has been forgotten a lot, parts of those, um, and I think it has broken a lot of churches. We see a lot of churches that are dying. We see a lot of um, people who feel that they don't have a safe place. And also, you know, that, so I want to, I want to make it more welcoming to everyone. And I have very open ideas about who, who should feel welcome. And that's just, I mean, everybody like that is just to me, um, no matter what, you know, I have no judgment here. Um, it goes back to that part about Paul, you know, he's, Paul Earhart Brown, not Paul in the Bible, um, but who, you know, not loving in despite of anything, right? In despite of whatever aspect of their life they live by, but of just loving, right? As Jesus did. 
Um, and also there's been a big movement in the church that I feel I am not really um, into, not just in, not the CP church specifically, but just in general, um, this call to like evangelize every single thing and, and work at every single point to get everybody as a Christian. And I just don't, I don't subscribe to that. Um, you know, I, I worked at evangelism, youth evangelism conference with Nathan. That's part of YMPC playing that my senior year. Um, but evangelism to me is so much more than that. It's not about numbers, which I think a lot of uh, people focus on. And that bothers me a lot. Um, I think it's really about cultivating a community that fosters, and I say these words again, love and hope and um in service. I um, mean, the best ways to do that, something we focused on in that conference was, okay, you have these ideas to go and affect change. So you actually have to do them now. And we made them sit down with our youth pastors and actually plan it out to go into their, into their communities and do that work um, and to hold them accountable. Because I think that's what lacks um, a lot in our faith is the accountability to listen to these sermons or to say, we're going to go do this and then to not actually do it. Um, and I think that's one of our biggest issues and something that a lot of churches and denominations need to work on is holding each other accountable to things, not even our actions, but our words, because they mean a lot, especially in this day and age where it can be replicated and shown to so many people on social media. So I think there's lots of work to be done. <laughs> Um, obviously, and I'd love to talk more, like if somebody wanted to reach out, but I'm also really proud of our church and proud of the people who work in it and for it. So Maddie, I have another question for you. Okay. If you could ask God one thing and you knew you would get an answer, what would it be? So TJ, I saw this question. You sent it to me before and I was like, I do not know what I'm going to ask. I feel like I was sitting here like 30 minutes before this interview going, he asked me this. I don't know. Um, it's really hard. And I think I just have, you know, I have so many questions. And part of me wants to say I wouldn't ask him anything because I think as much as the unknown is scary and annoying and frustrating and sometimes, you know, at some points, a lot of me is like, I just don't want to know and want to live it and just be there. Um, but I think I would probably ask him, what can I do? Right. right. Um, I don't think I need an answer to anything particularly. Like, I don't need to be affirmed in how I feel about something. I'm like, am I right to believe this? Like, I, I don't feel like I need that from him um, if I got to ask. But I would just say, like, what's the next move? What is, what can I do next as your, as your servant, right? Like, that's how I feel. Um, and so, you know, whatever his answer to that would be, I guess I'd try my best. But um, that's kind of how I feel. That's great. That's great. I've enjoyed this insightful conversation that we've had. How can we continue to engage in your faith journey yeah um well definitely check out cam if you google coalition for appalachian ministry um, we're the first website that pops up you can also check out our craft cabin store that's the best way to support
support CAM because what you're doing is supporting the Appalachian Crafters. That's our primary ministry. Um, so you can definitely buy online. You can also visit us in Townsend at the Craft Cabin. Um, I know Teresa would love to see y'all stop by. Um, I also have social media. My real name is Betty Madison Taylor and I go by Maddie, but you can find me at Betty underscore Madison there. And I'm also on Facebook and probably any of the younger CPs would know who I am. So if you know them, uh, you can get my contact info from them too. But um, I'm more than happy to discuss more with people or talk more. And that's what I love about the CP community is just that itself, right? The community that, um, I love so much. And so I'm more than happy to build that. Maddie, thank you for opening up your life and your faith journey with us. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. Grab a friend and travel with us on our next journey down Cumberland Road.